What's going on, everybody? I'm Jay, and this is the Rewatch Podcast. I watch movies all the time. Then I like to rewatch them, and sometimes I'll even watch them again. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad or just downright terrible. I'm going to watch them and then tell you all about them. And sometimes I'll have special guests join me. This is the Rewatch Podcast. Welcome back to the Rewatch Podcast. I am Jay Thomas, and this week it is the Halloween episode, which means I'm going to go back and watch something I haven't seen for a very long time, and you're going to join me on the ride. In previous years, I've done uh, The Gate, I think was last year. The year before, I don't think I had a Halloween one. I was planning on doing it, and then I think I got sick. Uh, and then the year before, the first year, uh, was The Lady in White. Those movies terrified me as a child. I went back, finally watched them. Still kind of scared me. Not as bad. So I was trying to think of a movie that used to scare me that I've only watched maybe once or twice. And it was back and forth between The Blair Witch Project and The Strangers. Both of them, I liked as I was watching them, and then they completely lost their effect afterwards. Strangers, I think I maybe only watched once. Maybe twice. And that movie, I remember liking until the end. And I thought the very end uh, kind of was stupid. I remember thinking the movie wasn't that great, but I was terrified during it because I don't like home invasion movies. They creep me out, and I feel like they could really happen, and I don't like that. And I'm already getting kind of anxious because I've decided to pick The Strangers as the movie to watch this year. Uh, Blair Witch was close, but I just, for some reason, I just couldn't do it. Like, I remember loving that movie when it first came out. Then I watched it on home video, on cassette, and literally could not stand it. I was bored to tears, and that movie completely lost all of its edge after you've seen it once. For me, in any way. Um... But I, I thought that might be kind of interesting, but then I was like, you know what, I really should watch The Strangers. Because I remember being in the theater and being very terrified. Like, I would not look at the screen in certain parts. Like, I wouldn't close my eyes. I would just, like, sort of look above the screen or below it and hope people didn't notice that I wasn't watching it because I was a terrified little girl. But here we go from 2008, 15 years ago, if I'm doing my math correctly, and I'm not quite sure I am, from director Brian Bertino, The Strangers. I just want to tell you something. What do you want to tell me? You are my girl. I love you, Jimmy. What is that? It's okay, there's nothing here. I haven't heard a dog bark or a car pass. There's someone out there. Hello? What is it? It's my phone. We gotta get out of here. Then open the door, and I just want you to run, okay? Why are you doing this to us? Because you were home. All right, so I've officially started The Strangers. Okay, so the beginning of the movie tells you this is, like, inspired by uh, actual events. And then it said the events are not totally known. I remember when I saw this in the theater, 
being genuinely creeped out like almost the entire time. But I don't remember, by the end, I don't think I liked the movie. I just knew it was scary. Because I don't like home invasion movies. They're just too real for me, I guess. Like, give me monsters, give me Freddy Krueger, give me a slasher. I'm not too worried about those. But home invasion's no good. That's like why I don't like windows. I don't want people outside my window. I've talked about that lots of times on the show. So it starts with two kids, and you, you see them on bikes, and they're listening to, or they're calling 911 for help. And so you're kind of getting the aftermath of what you're about to see. I'm watching the movie on my TV, but I've got my Beats headphones on. I've never done that before, and I don't know how to turn it up. <laughs> you might be thinking, Jay, did you read the instructions? Uh, no, I didn't. Thanks for judging. So now we're meeting our main characters, Liv Tyler and uh, that other guy. By the way, I figured out how to turn it up. I can do it from my phone. That's neat. So the main two characters are in a car, and she's crying. So clearly there's some issues in the relationship. Scott Speedman, that's his name. He's mainly like in this and the Underworld movies, right? Or at least a few of them. That's all I can think of him from. I guess he was in Grey's Anatomy, Animal Kingdom. He's done a lot of TV. As I say, a lot of TV, it's only two things. He's in 32 episodes of Grey's Anatomy for you Grey's fans. Although I don't know how much crossover there is between this podcast and Grey's Anatomy. I've never seen that show, so I can't really judge it. I just don't really like hospital shows that much unless it's Scrubs. I've been in too many of them. Not a fan. I will say, like, I don't really remember this movie all that much other than it was probably the most tense movie I've ever seen. Some of the most anxiety I think I've ever had watching a movie. And that something happens at the end that I, I didn't like. That it kind of ruined the whole thing for me. Tell you what I like immediately about this movie. It's like just under an hour and a half. Keep it short. Gotta play the classic country on a record player. It's always a good mood setter for a creepy movie. So I just read that this movie was shot entirely with handheld cameras. Or steady cams. Every shot has some camera movement. So the guy set up like a romantic weekend at a cabin and they've clearly had a fight or something. I don't remember if we ever find out or not. Underworld guy is calling his brother. He's saying how things didn't work out the way he planned. He's telling his brother he needs to come out and get him, I think. I was talking during some of that conversation. I don't know what happened. I think I do remember what happens with the brother, though. Liv Tyler is in a bathtub, seeing a flashback of the evening. Looks like a wedding, maybe. At this point, she's happy to see her boyfriend slash husband, fiancé, I don't know what he is, underworld guy. He's putting his hand on her face. They seem to be in love at least a half an hour before what we just saw. She's always got that breathy whisper voice to her. I kind of like it, but it's also kind of annoying. Oh, he's proposing to her. She doesn't look like she wants to marry him. And that's why they're upset. Oh, no. That's uncomfortable. The director, Brian Bertino, said the film is partially based on an incident he experienced as a child. One evening, a stranger came to his door, asked for someone who was not there, and left. Later, Bertino found out that the other homes in his neighborhood had been broken into that night. Oh, that's creepy. I don't like that. See, I don't like stuff like this. There was somebody that came to our door last week that neither my wife or I knew, and we didn't answer. She was asleep, and I just don't answer the door when people come over. Thank goodness for cameras. I'm like, ooh, I don't know you. Bye. A rejected engagement. That would be so 
horrible. Like, I'm so glad my wife said yes. I was pretty sure she was going to say yes. That's why I waited a really long time to ask her. But still, I was like, ugh. I was also in Arizona, so we would have had to fly home together. That would have been uncomfortable. You're sitting at the table now drinking champagne. Maybe it'll work out, guy. You don't know. It's funny. I call him the underworld guy because I don't remember his name because he hasn't done much other than this. But she's always Liv Tyler, no matter what she's in. She was kind of the distracting part of Lord of the Rings when that came out for me. Because I was like, oh, it's Liv Tyler. Not whatever her elf name was. I love those movies. What is it? Erwin? Arwen? Is that the other lady? Is that the human? I don't know. I wonder why she didn't want to marry him. Because he seems like just milk toast. There's nothing to him. Like no charisma. Or classic country. Sounded like a cassette though. It's weird. Must be one of those combo record player, CD player, cassette players. I have one of those. I don't know if they were available in 2008 though. Probably. They're slow dancing. He's probably hoping something could happen here. I would. I feel like she's not in the mood. Oh, nope. Apparently they are in the mood. On the table. I don't remember this, so I feel like this is when the bad guys come. Yep, a knock at the door. Real c*** blocks. Four in the morning. That's right. That's when I get up and go to work every day. Ugh. I hate to think about that. He's opening the door. There's a girl. She's mostly in shadow. She's asking if Tamara's here. Now she's leaving. No problem. Game over. Yeah, already I'm I'm feeling a little anxiety. Camera pans over to the woods. You don't see anything, but you can hear footsteps. It's effective. Got me feeling uncomfortable. Now Liv Tyler's sitting at the table. He's on the couch. They're just not talking to each other. Why don't they go to bed? Like, go to sleep. He's going to go get her cigarettes because they're out. This movie scares Kurt Russell. He said it on you know, the Late Late Show with James Corden. Good. I'm in good company then. I'm reading facts for the movie because I'm uh, a little uneasy at this moment. Now he's getting ready to leave. He's outside drinking. Sir, you shouldn't be drinking before you drive. That's inappropriate. Good. He tossed the bottle. He's listening to me. He's left, so now Liv Tyler's all by herself, sitting way too close to the fireplace. Lady, that dress could catch. She's looking at her engagement ring, wondering, Did I make a mistake? <laughs> she put the ring on and it's stuck now. Good job, but guess what? That's like the least of your problems tonight. They've been up all night, been through all this emotional trauma of an engagement gone wrong. She's, she's got to be exhausted. Oh, good. Just heard a noise in the other room. That's fun. And it startled me because I got headphones on. I turned them up a little bit. So see, I'm trying to be brave, everybody. For you. Another bang at the door. The director said to keep her, keep Liv Tyler... Uh, real, like her reaction, he'd say where the noise was going to come from and then do it in a different spot. More knocking. She's at the door now. Sounds like the same person asking if Tamara's home. Might be a different person. Now there's two females. The suspense music is starting to kick up a little bit. I think this is the part I really don't like. She's walking more into the like living room area, looking at the windows where the curtains are drawn. Thank God. She's peeking through the windows. Man, don't peek through the windows. No good comes from windows. I don't like this part at all. No music, just sound effects. They're very effective. As somebody that uses sound effects a lot, making commercials, I appreciate that. Fire's starting to smoke a little bit more. Smoke alarm's going off. Ramping up things. She's trying to get the smoke alarm, and it fell down. And as it hit the ground, there was also more banging at the door. Mm-mm. No. Her flip phone is dead. That's how old this movie is. There she goes, looking out the bedroom window now. 
stop looking through windows. No good has ever come from looking out windows. I guess at the end of Home Alone, that was good looking out a window. Seeing the old man with his granddaughter again. She's finally out of her dress in regular clothes. That's not good because I know when she's in regular clothes, bad things happen. Her phone just went dead. The house phone. That was a thing in 2008 still. Just standing in the dining room slash kitchen area. Pure blackness behind her. And there's the first stranger, the first guy, the only guy, standing there with that creepy sack mask on, not saying a word, just watching her in the shadows, being quiet, looking around. I really don't like that. But I will say, there's a glare on the window, my actual window, onto the TV, so it's kind of hard to see it. But I'm moving in a direction where I don't have the glare. I should mention, I'm, as I started recording this, it was 9 o'clock in the morning. But it is a cloudy, dark day, so I thought that was good. I probably should have watched this in the pitch black. He's gone now, by the way. He's He's not there. But she heard noises in the back bedroom. She's yelling for James. I believe he's the underworld guy, since that's the only character we've actually met. She did grab a knife. That was smart. It's not like a super over-the-top, cartoony, big knife like in a lot of horror movies. Oh, now she notices the smoke detector's on a chair, which is not where she had it. It was on the floor. Sounds like sawing at the door. That's not what you want to hear. It's probably, what, like 4.30 at this point? They're really trying to get in now. There's some sort of jingling from another room. Sounds like wind chimes, maybe? Like right outside the window? She's standing up. I think she's going to go check the window. Maybe stop looking out windows. There's some sort of scraping out there. And she's going towards it. Maybe don't. Stay in the corner where you can see everything in front of you. With your knife. Ah! There's that mother right outside the door. At the glass door. That she had to look, move the curtains to look at. Why would you do that? What did I say before? No good comes from that. Now the door is opened. She's still moving slowly. Some other record started. Or maybe she bumped into it. There's a little girl with a mask on. I don't remember what her name is. They actually have names. She's going in the bedroom while the banging is getting more and more intense. Windows, walls. They're hitting everything. Now somebody definitely came in the front door. Dollface is who we saw at the door. The record has stopped. Footsteps. I think this is just Underworld guy, though. I think it's one of those false scares. Yep. She's trying to explain there's somebody out there. He's asking, how do you know if somebody's out there? She's terrified. Obviously, there's somebody really there. This is why she doesn't want to marry you, dude. You think she's crazy. He's trying to tell her to stop crying. Now I get it. He's going out to investigate. He's saying no one's out there. He hasn't even left the hallway. He's barely out of the room that they're in. Don't go look. Maybe I'm just a coward. I would just stay in that room. I'm no hero. I know that. He's checking another bedroom. He's just looking at her like, you're crazy. Don't do that, man. Trust her. I will say this movie's shot very well. All the darkness that's going on around him, it's creepy. I don't like dark or windows. So this movie's got a real hold on me. I think they're in the garage now. Very dark in the garage. Maybe it's the basement. She's looking at a, a little bit of a window. And there's, I think, the doll face girl staring at the house from, like, across the yard. He wants to go get his phone out of the car. And she's like, you can't go out there. And he's like, why? Because, idiot. There's a home invasion going on. You're going to get murdered to death. He's going outside. She's staying in the house. That's stupid. Why don't you go with him? The glass has been broken on his car. And looks like the tires are slashed. You're going nowhere, buddy. Oh, he didn't even notice that his tires were flat. He's trying to drive away. Now he's like, oh, okay. Flat tires, whoopsie-daisy. lot of cigarette cartons. She was a real smoker. Oh, and there's a hand touching him. No one's there. 
but you hear them running away. That was a little creepy. Here's an idea. Go grab Liv Tyler, and you guys just run down the road. She's standing in the driveway, doll face. He just saw another one running in the woods. He's telling Liv Tyler to go back in the house. Like, is she safer in the house? I don't think that is the case. But he hasn't seen the third guy, so he probably just thinks it's the girl still. Because he seems like a soul who won't listen. So he does know that there's people there. He believes her about that, because he's seen them. He's trying to fix up her hand. He's trying to tell her it's going to be okay unless they come through the door. Now he found his phone on the piano without a battery. He found his phone with his battery, and now he's like, we need to get out of here. Wouldn't that have been the first thing you thought? Like, we need to leave? Let's go? You just wait till you see your phone without a battery. They are driving away, but there's a vehicle coming up behind them, basically stopping them. And it's the pinup girl. And now the guys in front of them, they are surrounded. I feel like I'm talking louder. Like, I'm trying to talk over the sound of the movie. They are destroying that car. He's looking for a gun now. He's checking the bookcase. There's always one hidden. Oh, it's not just a gun. It's a shotgun. They've gone into the bedroom where they're going to hunker down. The window just says hello a bunch of times. It's been written on the inside of the house. It's not a great sign. I can't tell if I'm hearing shotgun sounds or, you know, gun sounds or if it's just them banging on something. I think it's just banging. Not the good banging. The jump scare kind of banging. Finally found the ammo for the gun. He doesn't know how to use the gun. He said he was about to open the door and tell her to just go. And then an axe started going through the door. They're moving a bunch of stuff in front of the door so they can't get in. The shotgun is loaded. They shot out. Did they get the guy? I don't think so. He's rolling up his sleeves, guys. This is getting serious. Guns loaded and cocked. You're hearing the door open. Hearing footsteps. Somebody just started playing classic country music again. They're very scared. I'm also scared of classic country. Another vehicle's pulling up. Or it's them again. I don't know. I can't see what it is. No, that looks like a nice vehicle. Oh, I remember this. I know what's about to happen. It's uh, it's the brother, played by Dennis from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He seems very drunk. And something just got thrown through his windshield. I think this is before Sunny. This was 2008. Yeah, Sunny started in 2005. Now Dennis is starting to see, or Mike, I guess is his character's name. Who cares? I know he's not going to be in it for very long. He's starting to see the damage of things that have been going on. So he's, he's assessing the situation. He's now in the house. Not saying a word. I'm going to go on a limb and say that's probably a mistake. You should definitely say something. Yeah. <laughs> the little doll face girl just showed up kind of behind him. And the darkness just sort of, the light just kind of hit her face. It's sort of like the Halloween scene where Michael just sort of appears out of the darkness. It's a cool shot. So he's looking around in the house, and he's not stopping the very loud music that's going on. And he's not saying anything now that he's in the house. Ugh. The stranger man is behind him, just watching. All you can see is a blurred version of his mask. He's not doing anything, he's just walking behind him. He's holding his axe. Like, I'm about to uh, axe this guy in the back of the head. Watch me, it'll be fun. The music stopped, you just hear like the sound of the record. Like the hissing. And you know the guy's behind him. Oh. <laughs> right when he says hello, the brother shoots him right in the face. Yeah, you just shot your brother, dude. Good job. That was the brother's fault. Like, that was Dennis's fault. He should have said something beforehand. Like, yelled for them. Because clearly something's happened. He was way too calm in that situation. I think he knows he just killed his brother, but he's not 100% sure. That'd be a horrible feeling. Now he's going out to check. 
And yeah, yeah, that's his brother, all right. Whoopsie daisy. I feel like a shotgun to the face like that, there'd be less of a face. But I don't know. I've never shot somebody in the face before. I'm not planning on it. He just tackled Liv Tyler down like, don't look. Don't look. I will say this about the movie. Like, once it starts, once it gets going, it's pretty much nonstop torment for these people. Which I think a good horror movie should do that. There is a lot of downtime, which I'm, I'm skipping through a lot of it when you listen to this. But, I mean, that's all to build the tension. And this movie is wonderful at building tension. It really is. I, I'm not totally scared watching it this time like I was the first time. I think because I'm talking so much. I was in a theater, I think, the last time I saw this. Underworld guy is going to go back outside and basically hunt them down now. He moved the uh, curtain, and at the glass door it just says, Killer in blood. He says he'll be fine. Doubt it. Nobody that's ever said I'll be fine is fine. It's like saying I'll be right back. Like, so she went out and just watched him walk into the woods and the pitch blackness. Why didn't they just, why doesn't he, she just go with him? They should stay together. There's clearly intruders trying to kill them. Stay together. She's looking around the house, not seeing anything. There is somebody coming out of the barn, it looks like, with a flashlight. Can't tell which one it is. It's either pinup girl or doll face. I think it's pinup girl. <laughs> she shines the light at him. He turns around and the guy in the mask is running towards him quite fast. I don't like that. Liv Tyler's going back outside to check to see what's going on. Murder, that's what's going on. Good old-fashioned murder. She's just sitting at the back door. She's also barefoot. Like, put some shoes on. You know you're going to be running. Now we're back inside the house. The man stranger in the mask just walked in. I think he's going to grab her. Because he's in the house. She's out there just, like, sitting on the porch. Well, it's not really a porch. It's patio, I guess. Deck. She can hear him breathing. That's creepy. It's creepy in my headphones. I don't like breathing in my headphones. And she's making a break for it. Good idea. And she trips and falls. She hits something hard. Sounded like there was a wet, kind of gushy sound when she hit. Might have just been the dirt and the ground. Or it might be her leg because she's just pulling herself. Yeah, she probably broke her knee or something. Liv Tyler's trying to crawl away. You know, this might not happen if you put your damn shoes on. Just throwing that out there. I don't know anything about running. I'm in a wheelchair. But I'd imagine shoes help when you're outside in nature. Pinup girl's behind her with a knife. She's fallen down again. She turned around, but no one's there. How did she get away like that? It's, real, it's a horror movie thing that kind of annoys me. Like, they just vanish. Like, if they move that fast, Batman does the same thing. Like, if they're moving that fast, you'd hear it, you know? Liv Tyler is crawling into a barn. She has a flashlight. There's a bunch of tools on the wall, but you can clearly see a, an axe has been taken. She's looking around, pitch black with a flashlight. Can't wait till that hits somebody in the face. That's always fun. Again, I'm not a fan of darkness. <laughs> this movie does dark very well. It's gotten very quiet. You just hear crickets, and then there was a strange noise behind her. Still in the barn, pitch black, she's got the flashlight. I think I remember this part being a little jumpy. The music's ramping up, so they're <laughs> definitely cluing you in. Get ready to pee your pants. Oh, there's an old radio to signal out. She's getting static. She's trying to call for help. I don't think I've ever used a ham radio like that. It's like The Shining. They did this in The Shining. She's asking, can anybody hear me? Like, just say help. We're being murdered. I mean, I don't think anybody's there. Somebody's in the barn with her. She's hearing noises. You know, as I'm watching this, I, like I said before, there's a window behind me. And I can see the glare in the TV. Like, I'm moving, so I don't see it very much. But every time I do, I'm like, I hope there's 
not someone standing in my window. That's how much I hate windows. It's usually just at night, but watching this also, adding the irrational fear. Adding to the irrational fear, I should say. Somebody's come up on the radio. She said, can you hear me? And now the pinup girl mask is peeking up and looking at her. She has no idea that she's there. And they've destroyed the radio. Sorry, Liv Tyler. Now she's crawling back to the house. She's looking around, seeing what's going on. She sees the man in the woods just looking. I don't think he was looking at her because now he's walking away. The mask is creepy. I mean, it's just like like a tote bag almost over his head with just eyes that are black. You, you can't see anything. Liv is limping into the house. They still got the candles lit at the dinner table. How romantic. Murder by candlelight. She's just stumbling into stuff, making all kinds of noise. And now the lights have gone off in the house. Can't imagine that's a great sign. All the sound has dropped out except for her breathing. She's looking around and just seeing the carnage everywhere. The only light that is in the house right now is the candlelight from the dinner table. Now somebody's playing a piano. She's hiding in a closet. I never realized when I first watched this movie how much this movie just, like, does every horror cliche possible. But it's effective. Masked man is walking around. She can see him through the cracks in the window. Or the door. The it's like it's, it's like one of those doors that has like the wood blinds kind of on it. I don't know what that's called. Oh now he's doing that thing where he's looking everywhere and then stops and looks at the closet like I wonder if she's in there. And he's pretending like he's not gonna look in there. Guess what though? He he is. Nope, he's sitting at the dining room table. Taking a load off. Like, man, it's been a long night. Tired. Stalking is exhausting. Walking away. Maybe he's done for the night. He's like, you know, this has gone pretty much how I wanted it. I'm going to go take a nap. So she's peeking out. Never, the second peek. Yeah, there we go. Dollface was there. Gets quiet, you think it's safe, and then, surprise. They didn't get her, though. They're just kind of letting her come out. Yeah, they just threw a Underworld guy in the house. The girl just said, you're going to die. Pinup mask is at the door, so Liv Tyler has literally nowhere to go. She's banging at the window. She's banging at the window to try to get out, but she can't open it. Meanwhile, Underworld guy is like, run. He's just screaming, run. All the lights just came back on. Mask man just threw her against a painting, and she's unconscious now. I believe we're at the end of the movie, or at least getting close. He's breathing really heavy. Mask man. I mean, it looks like he'd be able to breathe in there. Probably not well, though. Liv Tyler's trying to grab onto the wall. Not happening. Sorry. She screamed, and then it cut to black. Is the movie over? No. Underworld guys tied up in a chair. I think Liv Tyler is too, but I'm not sure. They open the curtains and it's really bright out. It's morning. Yep, she's also tied up in a chair. She's back in her dress. Ew, they put her in the dress. They saw her without clothes. And now the three are just staring at the two people. She's asking again, why are you doing this to us? And they say, because you were home. That's pretty f***ed up. That's why you don't answer the door. That's why I never answer the door. Pinup girl just walked away. I don't know why. Oh, they put the ring on her finger. Or wait, no, I think she already had it on because I think it was stuck. You're engaged. Congratulations. For a couple more minutes, Dollface is taking her mask off. Pinup Girl's also taking her mask off. The man's taking his mask off. I don't remember that at all. Because I bet we don't see their face. Faces. The guy's picking up the knife. Liv Tyler's begging for their lives. Underworld guy just got stabbed in the tum-tum. Multiple times. The man stabbed him. Now, pinup girl stabbed him. This is pretty brutal. Because they're like slow stabs. They're just like, oop, putting it in. Now Liv Tyler just got stabbed in the tummy. And she's screaming and crying. You can just hear them getting stabbed as you see shots of outside. 
A nice fall morning, by the looks of it. Now the little boys from the beginning are riding their bikes. The strangers are driving right past them. They're getting out of there. Pulling up next to the boys. Girls getting out of the truck. I mean, we know they're going to be fine. They're taking a Christian living pamphlet from them. Yeah, you need the Jesus after you've been murdering folks. They said it'll be easier next time as they drive away. Now it cut to black. Now we're seeing exactly what the kids saw in the beginning. Now they're going into the house and they can uh, see the bodies. See Underworld guy laying there dead on the floor. But where's Liv? Where's Liv Tyler? She's crawled away, but they found her. He went to touch her, and she jumped to, screaming for one last jump scare. And that's a wrap on The Strangers. So here's what I don't like. So in the beginning of the movie, if I'm not mistaken, let me see if I can go all the way back and see what it says. I'm going to scroll back here. The brutal events that took place there are still not entirely known. Why not? If she's alive, why are they not known? That's what I don't like about the movie. Obviously, when I saw it in the theater, I couldn't, you know, rewind Netflix to uh, see where it was um, to, to reread the message. I thought that it said uh, the the events were unknown. This is not entirely, so I guess it does kind of open it up. But when I thought, like, she's alive, why don't they know what's going on? That annoyed me, and I was like, well, that kind of ruins the movie. Like, why would they leave her alive? Maybe to tell the tale? I don't know. But now, I mean, it's not as bad, but I don't know. It's okay. It's still very tension-filled. I mean, I was pretty anxious through the first part anyway. It was okay. I didn't hate it. I, I do think it is very scary. But again, I think that's because I really don't like uh, home invasion movies. They just creep me out because they're real. They could happen. And I don't like that idea whatsoever. This movie does a very good job of shooting things in the dark with shadows and things in the shadows. And then you're constantly looking. And when you're looking because you've seen it before, it comes from a different place. They did that well. I think it's well done. I just think it's it's just kind of okay. It was kind of fun to see Dennis from It's Always Sunny in it for a brief second. Dennis, the character, could have easily been one of the killers. So there you go. There's the Halloween rewatch episode. Hope you enjoyed it. I did. I think it helped me. I think, honestly, talking during the entire movie helped me from not being so freaked out. And it's still morning. The sun being out did help me. I really hate the dark. I need to grow up. <laughs> The Rewatch Podcast is an Alpha Media Production.